I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin, he'll speak to the media for his end-of-season press conference today at noon in just an hour. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan. Bill Belichick will have a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons this week. Penguins, 48 total points. That's fourth in the Metropolitan Division, one point out of the wild card. They'll play against the Vegas Golden Knights Saturday on the road at 10 p.m. Robert Morris, double overtime victory last night at home against Detroit Mercy. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com. Headlines to Robert Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open, back to Cook and Joe. All right, it is hour two of this Thursday edition of Cook and Joe, minus Joe Starkey off on vacation. I promised you a little bit of a surprise, and I'm really looking forward to this segment because we did it so many times in the past, and I'm going to ask our next guest to sign in as only he knows how to sign in. Come one, come all, it's the wheel of... Oh, there you go. Matty Cole, otherwise known as Folsey, our longtime producer, uh, has moved on to bigger and better things, but we still want to keep in touch with him. And uh, Matty, how you doing? First of all, how's the new job going? It's going well. Um, doing a lot of training here of the first, you know, week and a half and trying to, you know, learn everything there is to learn. So uh, it's a process, but it's going well so well, far. Well, you can't believe asking. the requests that, you know, how's he doing? What's he doing? How's that baby girl doing? You were a very uh, big part of our show and people, uh, people miss you, man. I can tell you that. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And I do, I do miss the job. I miss working with you guys every day. I honestly do. And so I was, whenever you texted me a couple of days ago to hop on, I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. You, uh, you miss Starkey singing even, huh? I do. You know, sometimes <laughs> when I'm sitting at my desk, you know, I can just hear it faintly in the back of my head. Oh, you'll oh, never, it'll be haunting you for the, <laughs> it'll be haunting you for the rest of your life. I know. It really will. That's something that sticks with you for life. That's for sure. Well, we're glad you're here, and let's get the wheel cranked up and get this started, Austin. Isn't that a wonderful sound, Matty? Oh, I missed that sound. I really did. And thank you, Austin. All right, I'll first start with this. It's the talk of everything nationally, at least, and that's the Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy. What are your thoughts here? Is that a mistake made by the Cowboys? Or are they just settling for McCarthy or was this the right move yeah we talked about a little bit in the first hour about this uh you know he had three 12 and five seasons in a row uh yet he was one and three in the playoffs now that's one more win than Tomlin's had in the last seven years here uh but they really got crushed by Green Bay the other day I don't know I I mean I probably would have brought him back he's got a year left on his contract Dak Prescott though has to play better you know, he was just awful in that Green Bay loss, but it's just a kind of a different in standards, Matty, isn't it? That, uh, you know, Tomlin is hailed as a genius here, and you're stupid to even think that it might be time to move yeah. on from him. Yet in Dallas, they're saying, well, this might be a horrible mistake. Jerry Jones is 81. He's running out of patience, but he's, I guess he's got one more year with McCarthy. I really thought Belichick would take that job. Yeah, I kind of did, too, and that would have been the one thing that would have made me sports hate uh, Bill Belichick even more is if he would have went to Dallas, if that was even possible uh, beforehand. But, yeah, I find it very interesting that these situations are very similar between McCarthy and Tomlin, yet they're viewed so differently. I just I, – it, it blows my mind that it's like this, and I think there's even more of a case for McCarthy to come back than, than Tomlin because he's had 12-win seasons last year 
it was the first year that he called plays for his offense, and I believe they were, what, number one in points per game, number five in yards. Well, and Dak Prescott had a really good season this past been year. A really so bad playoff, there. really bad playoff game, though. You're right. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 McCarthy is speaking, I guess, to the Dallas media now. Try to get some word on what he said. Um, looks tired, I guess, would be the way to describe him. I'm sure it's been an interesting few days for him meeting with Jerry Jones. I don't know that I'd want to work for Jerry Jones. Maybe Belichick doesn't want to work for Jerry Jones, you know? Jerry Jones is the GM of the Cowboys. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since after the 95 season when they beat a team you well know. Yeah, yeah. and between the the media scrutiny there and, like you said, dealing with Jerry Jones, yeah, I'm sure Mike McCarthy is. There's probably a small part of him that's like, just putting me out of my misery. All right, Austin, hit it. There you go. Your cue, Maddie. Uh, I love it. All right, I'm going to go back to a question that I know we've talked about before. We talked about it throughout the season. Joe would bring it up, it felt like, once every couple of weeks. But I wonder if our opinions have changed since what happened over the last couple weeks of the season. And that's with Najee Harris. Do you pick up the fifth-year option on Najee? And I think the number now I've seen uh, on over the cap is just under $6.7 million. Yeah, that's a number that I saw, too. Yeah, I would pick it up. Um, that's not a big cap hit. I know, you know, there's the belief that you can find, uh, you know, running backs anywhere. I mean, look, Jalen Warren came in as an undrafted free agent, but Najee really grew on me at the end of the season. The way he ran, now I know he didn't get a lot of chances against Buffalo because they fell behind so early, uh, but I, 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 he's grown on me. At that number, I would pick it up for the fifth year. Yeah, I know the argument in the other direction is, well, you can get a lot of running backs that can be a 1A to Jalen Warren, but I thought that he really did come on very strong at the end of this last year, and it's been two seasons now where he's done that, where he's gotten stronger as the season went on, and I think he stayed relatively healthy throughout his career as well. He doesn't miss a whole lot of games, and you know, I know at the beginning of last season there was that Liz Frank injury, but he played through that. Yeah, I don't think he's missed a game, has he? I mean, three one thousand yard seasons in a row. He did. uh, He did average. uh, uh, You know, I think it was four point one yards per carry. He never had hit four before, so I think he topped that. But yeah, I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Go ahead, Austin. All right, it's Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Once again, Josh Allen saying that they've gotten the best of us in the playoffs the last few years, but we finally have a home game. Do you think that's the difference? Can Allen top Mahomes for the first time? Uh, Sure, he can. Um, I just can't ever go against Mahomes. I mean, I've seen the stories about this matchup. This is the modern-day Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, right? Maybe the – two of the three best quarterbacks in the league, if you want to include Lamar or maybe Purdy or some of these other young guys. Uh, but I just can't, I can't, can't, can't bet against uh, Mahomes. And I saw a stat that said, you know, even though this will be his first road playoff game, he's never played one. Everyone has been in Kansas City, which uh, makes it a little bit easier for you. But he hasn't exactly been a stiff on the road in his career. I think he is 38-11. and 11 on the road as a starting quarterback. He's just so damn good, Matty. I can't bet against him. I'm probably still going to pick 
uh, you know, pick uh, the Kansas City. I guess they're Buffalo's favored, but I, I still like Kansas City. Yeah, it's, Kansas City reminds me at least this year of some of the Brady area era Patriots uh, teams where they were really built on their defense, and I think this team's built on their defense. They rely on it, and they've got a couple of offensive weapons. You know, in the past for New England, obviously there was Gronk, there's Kelsey for Kansas City, and then you threw the Edelmans in there as well, and you've got Pacheco and Rasheed Rice has come on for Kansas City, but then you have Magic at the quarterback position, Brady for all those years and Mahomes there in Kansas City. So that's still a Super Bowl formula. We've seen that in the past. But, man, I like how Buffalo's playing right now. They're rolling going into the, you know, from the last few weeks into the regular season, now into the playoffs. And I do think it makes a difference to be at home. I think Buffalo's a different team in their stadium. I'm taking the Bills here. I need to know how healthy they are, though. They, you know, they lost Bernard again the other day. They've lost about seven starters. I just wonder how healthy they're going to be. Now I know Josh Allen is such a difference maker, especially at home. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Rasheed Rice, eight catches, 130 yards against Miami the other day. That's been the weapon that that Mahomes has not had. His receivers have absolutely stunk this year. Um, But, uh, you know, he, he, he came out and had a really strong game. It should be a great game. I think that's... You knew Buffalo was going to have to play on Sunday because they played Monday night, uh, but they made it the late game for a reason. I think it's going to be the best of the four games uh, this weekend. Hit it there, Austin. All right, Derek Henry was on with Bussin' with the Boys podcast. You a listener of that, run? I missed that one. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. He said that he was definitely surprised by Mike Vrabel going in Tennessee, and it solidified his feeling that the Titans are moving in a different direction that does not include him. So my question to you is, who should be vying for Derrick Henry services? He said that he wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. So who checks off that list for Derrick Henry? Well, you know, Baltimore just, you know, they activated Dalvin Cook, I guess, yesterday released Melvin Gordon, so Cook is going to be one of their running backs. I guess they could always be uh, interested in somebody like that. I mean, even Kansas City, I know Pacheco is good, but, you know, I'm not sure what his contract status is. Um, Running backs, I don't know that he's going to get the kind of money he wants, you know. That's been the problem. We saw that last year with him in Tennessee. We saw it with Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Najee has spoken out about it. I don't know the teams are going to give him a huge money deal. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to get the kind of money that he wants either. It'll probably be a one- or two-year deal, especially with him being on the back half of his career. Now that guy's taken a lot of hits over the years, has a lot of carries under his he belt. He looked good against Jacksonville in that last game, yeah, though, did. didn't he? And the Steelers he fans loved it because he got him into the playoffs. That's right. I feel, I still think he has some gas left in the tank. The Ravens were the first team, unfortunately, that popped into my brain as, man, if they get Derrick Henry, and that would make all the sense in the world for them to go out and get him. I mean, they look like a Super Bowl contender this year. That might get them to another level next year. And then the Texans within the AFC as well as another team that, you know, Damian Pierce kind of flopped this year. Devin Singletary did a nice job, but if they add Derrick Henry within that same division, that could take them to another another level as well. It's going to be interesting to see Baltimore, the number one. I mean, the over number one AFC seed. 
A lot of pressure on them. I think Houston's going to give them a good game this week. I do. I think so, too. They're another team that's just – they're hot and they're rolling. And, you know, C.J. Stroud, man, he has been so impressive to me. I didn't really get a chance to see him very much throughout the season, but seeing him the last couple of weeks, I think he's already a top 10 quarterback in the league. He might even be top seven or eight. Uh, I'm with you. He's been, he's been amazing. And, uh, you know, I guess you land in the right system, things go your way. I mean, is he that much better than Bryce Young? I mean, certainly statistically he's been this year. Uh, but he looks like a uh, absolutely uh, the real deal. Hit it there, uh, Austin. All right, some trash talk with the Bucks and the Lions ahead of their game. C.J. Gardner-Johnson was talking about Tampa Bay, that this group is probably one of the better groups we've faced all year. That Tampa group, if you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, <laughs> that's a great group. And then he mentioned Evans and Godwin and Gage, said it's a great group. And then Baker uh, What did Baker responded. have to say in response? Yeah. I, I'll be eager to hear this. He said, I don't think he's really watched film because he mentioned Russell Gage. We love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. <laughs> and then he said he must be going off of preseason stuff that the media was talking about. And then he said, I'm excited to see him. He's a really good player. So kept it, you know. Pretty what a great what a great day. answer. You know, if you're going to do yeah. some trash talk, you better have your facts up to date, right? That's right. Yeah, he just says, yeah, I just got to go and do a little bit more film study for C.J. How about, how about Baker? He is playing so much better than I thought he was going to. Um, Me too. I, I mean, I, 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 I never was a huge fan of his in Cleveland. I, you know, we talked to Tony Gross, we, Grossy up there. He said he felt like uh, he had lost the locker room a little bit in Cleveland. But my goodness, what he's been doing is just uh, is just tremendous. I mean, tremendous. I have the stat here. Let me find it here. In his last, uh, the Bucks have won six of seven games, uh, and hit in his last. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, he, he's his stats are just amazing for the last number of games. Not very many interceptions and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's – and I, I feel – Past six games. Here here it is. I'm sorry. 13 yeah, touchdowns, two interceptions for Baker. Oh, man. You see, that's that's, that's going to get it done in the postseason as well. That's why they're still playing. And, you know, I can't help but to think of Cleveland's situation now where – I mean, Deshaun Watson, you can't really help an injury, but they were so quick to move on from this guy that he's still the last guy that has won a postseason game for them and forever – and so maybe he didn't get a fair shake in Cleveland. I kind of thought that um, as he was he was leaving town that last season where he was clearly injured, yet they still kept throwing him out there, and then, and then they made that move for Watson. It was just ugly the way that they handled this guy this guy's career there, and good for him for going somewhere else and having success like this. All right, Matty, you got another one or two? I do, yes. All right. We have time. Hit it there. Hit it there, Austin. All right, I'll have two more for you. One is, what do you think the best NFL coaching job, head coaching job available is right now? So if you're Bill Belichick, you're Jim Harbaugh, where are you trying to go? I'm trying to go to the Chargers, um, you know, because they have the quarterback. They have Justin Herbert. I think they've just massively underachieved there. Um, I, I don't know if it's the coach's fault or whoever's fault. Um, that would be the most attractive job to me, and I think – if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, and I think he will, 
I'll bet he ends up getting that. Yeah, I would say the Chargers as well, just because not only the quarterback, but I think they have the strongest roster. I mean, you look defensively as well. They've got a couple of names, Derwin James and Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I mean, there's there's talent there all over the roster. And then I think behind them would be Seattle. I think they've got a good structure there. I'm not so sure how, how legit Geno Smith is you know, coming into the future. He had a little bit of a step back from, from the previous year, but I think Seattle's a pretty good job as Some well. Some of the insiders think Atlanta is good. I'm not quite sure why, but did you see Belichick is going back for a second interview there? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine him just interviewing if he doesn't know that he's going to get the job. I think that might be where he's headed, you know? Maybe, but yeah, that is a little bit perplexing to me too. They've got talent at, at other positions, the running back, B. John Robinson, they just drafted him. Drake London's a good wide receiver, young receiver there. But I mean, who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? That's a huge thing. All right. Hit it, Austin, one more time. All right. We're going to go off the board here to end the wheel of ball a little bit. We're going to talk college basketball. Did you see that the, Texas Longhorns head coach, the UCF players were doing the old horns down uh, motion <laughs> with their hands after the game. And the coach just ripped them during the, the handshake line, saying, calling them classless, saying, don't do that, making a huge deal. And Rodney Terry is his name uh, about the horns down thing. Um, is this an overreaction here yeah. or is it truly classless? You know, again, it's a handshake line situation. I, I still don't know that I get the handshake line. Emotions are high there. Um, I, I did not see that story, but that sounds to me like, yeah, probably classless to do, but I don't know that I would have reacted quite like him. I'm more concerned about the pit basketball program. You, oh, you see they got beat by Syracuse again, and I don't think Syracuse is very good. Got beat at home. They're 1-5 and five in the ACC, and they've got to go to Duke on Saturday night. Um, it looks like we're back to another bad year of college basketball around here, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a step back from what it was last year. Everybody excited they made the tournament game. and won a game, you know? I know. Yeah, I think they're just young this year. I mean, they've, they've got Lowe, they've got Carrington in there. Those guys are just fresh, you know, coming into college basketball. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. They're not as, like, you know, senior and, and transfer uh, laden for guys that are coming in that have years of college basketball experience. So I think it's going to take longer for them to all gel and mesh together, and it doesn't look like they're going to they're going to get it quite together this year, unfortunately. All right, Matty, I'm sure if uh, Starkey was here, he'd be singing Folsey songs to you. Uh, <laughs> good luck with the job as you get started. Thanks for coming along. I know our listeners loved it because uh, I've been told by many, many people, where's Folsey? What happened to him? Glad you joined uh -huh. me today. We'll do it again real soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate see, it. See you, Have Matt, a good one. Matt Cole, our longtime producer. Moving on. Uh, he came to you on the fan hotline. It's presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Uh, Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Uh, so we're going to head off the, to the fan hotline again when we come back. Going to be joined by Super Bowl winning coach Brian Billick. Get his take on what's going on with the Steelers. Also around the NFL, the Mike McCarthy situation. McCarthy coming back to Dallas. We have a lot to talk about uh, with Brian Billick, that dead ahead. And then, of course, uh, 
Mike Tomlin's news conference at 12 o'clock. Can't wait for that. Don't even think of touching that dial. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. We're less than 40 minutes away from Mike Tomlin's end-of-season news conference that you can hear right here on 93.7 The Fan. On Saturday, Houston and Baltimore, AFC Divisional at 4.30. Our coverage, Westwood One's coverage right here on The Fan, begins at 4, and you can hear it on your Odyssey app. Green Bay and San Francisco, 8.15. Hear it on 100.1 FM, AM 1020 KDKA. Saturday night, it's Pitt at number 7, Duke at 8. Our coverage here on The Fan begins at 7.30. Detroit hosts Tampa Bay Sunday at 3, Kansas City at Buffalo at 6.30, both those games on the fan. For more fan headlines, 937thefan.com. All right, let's go out to the uh, fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And welcome in a guy who's been a regular on our show, and we always love talking football with him. I'm talking about Super Bowl winning quarterback. Quarterback? No, you weren't a quarterback, were you? You won a Super Bowl as a coach, Brian Billick. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. Where did you, What did you play when you played football? Oh, boy, you're going way back now. I did play quarterback and, and uh, free safety in high school and then uh, tight end in college. But, yeah, it's been a long, long time since I was doing any quarterbacking. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good ones around now, and I'm going to get your thoughts on that. also going to talk to you about what you're doing with signal relief here. But, obviously, uh, the Steelers' disappointing finish to the season, the loss in Buffalo, a lot of uh, speculation about Mike Tomlin's future here. 17 years, I guess he told the team he's going into coming back for the 18th year next year. Your thoughts on what you saw from the Steelers in Buffalo? Well, I think they, in Buffalo, obviously, they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw. You know, they played competitive, fought back under really tough circumstances, and then it just kind of got away from them. Uh, Josh Allen, who's spectacular, uh, really kind of got them going in that second half. So, you know, I think the Steelers can be proud of what they fought through to get to the playoffs. Obviously, it was a tough stop uh, in the playoffs against a very good football team. Uh, but they, you know, they they showed some fight, particularly in the last three games, to get themselves into the playoffs. Brian, this is seven years without a playoff win here, and that's the longest dry spell since uh, you talk about going way back since before Chuck Knoll got here, and then Chuck's first couple years. Seven years. I, I, I'm. How do you look at the job Mike Tomlin has done? And I, I know you mentioned to us a couple of weeks ago about Brian, uh, Bill Walsh always saying maybe 10 years is enough for a coach. He's looking at 18 now. Yeah, and that's, yeah, obviously he is, he's gone past that uh, uh, in, in a great deal. And, and what Bill was alluding to was just the standard, um, you know, Bill Parcells kind of the same mentality that after a while you just need to, the message maybe to get stale. Dale. Uh, obviously, that's not the case with Mike Tomlin. He's been outstanding. Um, you know, really the decision for him, because the Steelers are notably one of the few teams that really stick by their coach. They did with Bill Cower when he had that uh, that stretch of uh, uh, non-playoffs and, and, and really not playing well, uh, and then came out of it with a Super Bowl appearance. So, uh, uh, you know, kudos to the Steelers for doing that. And I think it was a matter of uh, Coach Tomlin you know, really decide. Sometimes a change of venue is not bad. Sometimes you just need a change, uh, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing. And and certainly Pittsburgh, he could have, they could have made a change, and and they would have gotten another coach. They wouldn't have gotten a better coach, but they would have got another coach. 
So uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Coach Tomlin say there and see if they can kind of repeat. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply some of those it's not like they have a long way to go to kind of make this thing right well do they brian do they have a quarterback that's the big issue here well that's you you, you can ask that of half the league i mean you're you're one of two types of teams in this league you either have a quarterback or you don't and if you don't you better be in the process of finding one they certainly have some options, and, and they would know better than anybody whether they think the future of a Kenny Pickett uh, or a Mason Rudolph is the way to go. Obviously, both have shown some signs, uh, or whether they need to get into the market and find, uh, whether it's the draft or free agency, um, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to be that team that thinks you're just that one player away because very, you know, very often you're not, and there's certainly more to it. They need to obviously enhance the running game, maybe retool the offensive line a little bit. Uh, you know, there's any number of ways to, to address it. But, yeah, that's job one. They, they've got to decide whether Pickett and or Rudolph are the answer. And if not, how do we go about getting somebody in here? Nobody knows quarterbacks better than you. Uh, uh, I, you've, you've had some great ones and some great offenses. What did you think of Pickett this year, and what did you think of Mason Rudolph? Well, I expected more of Pickett coming in. You know, just because uh, I think he was finishing well, uh, and and I thought I was excited to see how he was going to uh, how he was going to finish. Um, you know, Bill Walsh is a firm believer, was a firm believer that that by about the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth start, you know, either he's a guy or he's not. Could happen quicker, but it very rarely happens after that. Uh, Kenny Pickett's had what twenty five starts. Yes. And, and, and uh, you look at 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a little above 60%. I, I think there's some legitimate question as to whether to think all of a sudden now he's going to get better going forward. Um, I, I think that's a fair question. How about Mason, what you saw him the last four games? He didn't take a snap last year, Brian, the entire year, and then he didn't take a snap for the first 13 games this year. I think Tomlin turned to him just because he had nobody else to go to. Yeah, and, and you have to ask, and again, no one's going to know better than, than uh, the, the Steelers as to whether this guy is a player or not. Um, and there's a reason they didn't go to him immediately, and they went with Trubisky. You know, the, the, the obviously, whatever that observation is, certainly off the last four games, notwithstanding the Buffalo game, you know, the, some impressive numbers. He was better than 70% completion. He had three touchdowns to no interceptions, um, which is a positive. But, but there again now, you've got – he's had all of 21 starts, all but sporadic. Uh, so you have enough information, and, and you kind of use the blink principle. You, you, you blink and go, okay, yeah, I think he's the guy. Or if you're, if there's a hesitation, and then asking them, do you, do you, could could Mason Rudolph be the guy? If there's a hesitation, then then you have your answer, uh, and and maybe you need to go someplace else. Yeah, Mason's a free agent. Do you, I, I mean, w will there be any demand for him on the market? I don't know if he's going to go anywhere as a starter. 
Uh, but he, he came back here last year. We kind of thought a little bit with his tail between his legs because he didn't get a snap the year before. What kind of, did he impress anybody you think in these four games that he's played? I think he's impressed people enough to say, yeah, this guy, this guy looks like he's got some potential to play in the league. I don't think anybody's going to come given stupid starter money or anything like that. But I, he'll he'll have an opportunity with somebody. We're talking to Brian Billick here, Super Bowl winning uh, coach with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Brian, the other big story in the NFL is uh, the, the Cowboys are going to keep Mike McCarthy. There was a lot of speculation about that. I kind of thought Belichick might end up down there. Your thoughts on McCarthy coming back? Uh, I applaud Jerry Jones for staying the course. Mike McCarthy, I think, did a good job. Obviously, it wasn't a great game. Uh, uh, against Green Bay and, and a spectacular performance by Jordan Love. Uh, but this is a team that, that is a good football team. It's found its way in the playoffs. Yes, the expectations are higher. Uh, but there again, I don't know that changing coaches would have made any real difference. I'm not sure Bill Belichick and, and Jerry Jones are a good fit. We kind of saw this movie before when, <laughs> when uh, Parcells was there and it didn't really particularly work out. So, um, in terms of lack of other options and, and let Mike continue on and see if he can build on what they've done, which was really a pretty good season and, and build from there. I, I applaud Jerry Jones for, for making that move. Uh, all right. Where does Belichick end up? I see he's, they're saying he's getting another interview with Atlanta. Uh, it's kind of curious to me that he's going through two interviews that I, I have to think he knows he has the job. Maybe he doesn't. What do you think? Well, typically that's the M.O. You know, a guy like Bill Belichick, it's it's not like he doesn't have a resume. You know, it's, it's it's okay, you want to see my resume? Here's a picture of my six Super Bowl trophies, okay? Nobody, uh, no other coach can show that picture, can they? Yeah, and, uh, and, and Atlantic, you know, it could be a good fit. I, I, if Bill Belichick's, what, 72 years old, going to a place that does not have a quarterback would be of concern. You know, that's when you talk about what are the most attractive jobs. Um, it, it, you know, you, whether it's it's Herbert in in with the Chargers or you know, obviously job one is to find a quarterback in Atlanta, uh, and and he will have you know, and, and it's probably coveted because he will have full say in Atlanta. You know, he will be the guy, and then I'm sure that's what he's looking for. Uh, but did that work out for him in New England? I think he's a heck of a coach. I'm not sure about the GM part of the job, though. And, and Brian, I don't know what you think. I, th- those jobs are too big for one guy to do both. Do you agree? They tend to, particularly if he's coming into a new organization. And and you got and he's obviously done a good job for over a long period of time with president, you know, with, with documented success. Um but I agree. I, I agree. It depends on the staff you put together. And like I said, I always say it's the 3 a.m. rule. You know, we all, I'm in an age, you know, everybody, you wake up at 3 a.m. and you do what you have to do. What are you thinking about? If you're thinking about personnel, uh, then, then you're, the, you're the GM. Well, who's thinking about your team and the roster and the schedule uh, and, and what you're going to run on this offense or defense? So, um, yeah, it, it is a big job for one guy. It's a matter of what kind of staff can he put around him to fill in and around him to do those other things. Brian, uh, we, we got. I want to get your thoughts on these playoff games coming up here this weekend. But the young quarterbacks, it just seems like what a transition here. Jordan Love has been sensational in Green Bay. And how about C.J. Stroud in Houston? Who are the best of these young quarterbacks in your mind? Well, you're there, I don't know who's the best. As Ozzie Newsom used to say, they kind of live all in the same cul-de-sac. <laughs> I mean, you've got 
great, whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's obviously Patrick Mahomes. C.J. Stroud has been brilliant. Jordan Love was spectacular on the road uh, against Dallas, making throws down the field. I mean, it, that, that was special. So, yeah, we, we're, we're deep in great young quarterback play. Obviously, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So, uh, and, and Brock Purdy even, I think, you know, is in that category. I really think he's special as a quarterback uh, with the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of great young quarterbacks in the league right now. And that's and that's what it's about for, to me is you know obviously the, we're going to talk about the Chiefs and Bills and Mahomes and Allen kind of remind people of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, but quarterbacks sell this league, don't they? Oh, absolutely, and that's the challenge for Pittsburgh because they're looking up in a division where they got Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, and Joe Burrow uh, in, in Cincinnati, uh, and I still think Deshaun Watson's going to be pretty good in Cleveland. So yeah, that, that's, that, that's the difficulty uh, in being in the NFC uh, North is that you're staring up at some pretty good quarterbacks. So you, you got to get that part of the equation figured out if you're Pittsburgh. All right, Brian Billick, uh, let's look at these games real quickly. I know you're real familiar with Baltimore. They started off Saturday afternoon at home against Houston. They haven't played. I mean, Lamar hasn't played in three weeks because he sat out that last week. Do you worry about any kind of a slow start with them? No, I think he'll come out and he can always pull it down and take off with it if it gets a little dicey. Uh, the Ravens, you know, clearly they're the favorite to, to go to the Super Bowl. They're, they're the most complete team in the AFC. But they're going to be challenged by C.J. Stroud in the next two weeks. I mean, they're going to see some good quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud this week and either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen next week. So it's, it's going to be a challenge for them. Baltimore's won six of the last seven, and man, and I guess uh, the tight end Andrews looks like he might come back this week. I got to think that'd be a big lift too, wouldn't it? Huge plus to get him back. All right, the second game Saturday, Green Bay and the 49ers. Uh, we talked about Jordan Love being sensational. You know, it's almost a perfect passer rating against Dallas last week. But how do you stop that 49ers offense? Yeah, that's going to be the challenge. They're, they're so balanced offensively. They're solid on defense. They could put pressure on Jordan Love with just a four-man rush. That's going to be the challenge is for him to be able to then complete those passes into the zone defense further down. Uh, obviously, he went on the road and did a great job against uh, Dallas. Uh, we'll see if he can follow it up. But I think the 49ers, uh, like Baltimore, they're clearly the most complete team in the NFC. And I think that's going to be a cut, tough out for the Packers. Man, uh, that that offense of those weapons with Purdy and Samuel and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey, my goodness, they got stars at every position, don't they? Yeah, and it's that balance. They can hit you so many different ways. I mean, defensively, you can take away anything you want. You really can. The question becomes, at what cost? You can take your Christian McCaffrey out of the game and then not get anything running. But then Debo Samuel and Kittle are going to kill you down the field. You can stop their down-the-field passing, but then uh, McCaffrey and that line are going to run it right down your throat. So they have an answer for whatever you want to do defensively. All right, the two Sunday games, Tampa and Detroit. Detroit's one of the fun stories. Obviously, they're going to try to win a, two playoff games in the first year since 1957. Brian, I don't know if you see what the average ticket price is up there in Detroit this year. Almost 1200 bucks. The Lions are a revelation, aren't they? How great is that? You it know, is great. So long that the Detroit's kind of been the black hole of the NFL. You just go in and no one ever sees you again. But Dan Campbell's done a great job. They believe in themselves. Uh, Tampa Bay is a good, solid team. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is very capable. But going into what I think will be an electric atmosphere 
Jared Goff playing very efficient, I think the Lions are going to be pretty good at home. They, uh, it May, Mayfield's been great this year too. There's no doubt. But golf, I don't think golf has gotten nearly enough credit as he deserves. All right, the last game I think is the best one. KC Buffalo. We talked about Mahomes and Josh Allen. It really is Manning against Brady, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Two great young quarterbacks uh, that that are very very dynamic or capable of throwing the team on their back if need be. I think the Chiefs, uh, the thing I worry about in this game is the Bills' defense. I think the Chiefs have the ability with Pacheco to run the ball. I think the Chiefs' defense is very athletic and will challenge uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen obviously can be spectacular. They're at home. They're, again, going to be a magical uh, atmosphere uh, up in Buffalo. Uh, But I think that Buffalo Bills' defense, they're going to have to step up and play a little bit better than they've played over. uh, You know, they, they played better in the latter part of the season. First part of the season was a little sketchy. But uh, I think they're going to be challenged by the running game of the Chiefs that then sets up those big plays by Mahomes down the field. You know, this is Mahomes' first road playoff game. Isn't that unbelievable when you think about it, how good they've been and how good the Chiefs have been? Yeah, and exactly right. And, you know, this year the the biggest difference is they haven't been quite as explosive. I I don't think it's that big a deal, him going on the road. I mean, he's been on the road and won big games before. Uh, but the fact that it's in the playoffs and, and Buffalo is going to be cranked up, uh, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a great game. Brian, I appreciate your time, and I want to ask you about Signal Relief, uh, the work you're doing with them. What is that all about? Yeah, it's a special product. It really is. You know, I've worked with thousands of athletes over the years, of, you know, of trying to stay on the field and working through those prohibitive aches and pains that you have in the NFL. And every doctor, orthopedic surgeon, physical therapist I've ever worked with at some point uses that uh, the, the, the term motion is lotion. Well, signal relief is just the thing to help you put that lotion into that motion. That's where the real rehab comes with your joints, dealing with the pain. Uh, this is not an ointment. It's not an icy hot. It's not a TENS unit. It's a reusable patch that you put where you need it. If I'm 18 holes on the golf course, it's going on my lower back. If I get out of the pool, it's my shoulder or my upper back. Uh, it's an amazing product, helps you work through that kind of injury. It's 100% guaranteed, reusable. Uh, folks need to go to SignalRelief.com, uh, put in promo code, code COACH and get 20% back. You need to check this out to deal with that prohibitive aches and pains that we all have to deal with. You know, Brian, I'm not an athlete. I was a long time ago. I'm about your age. I got all kind of aches and pains. You know that? We'll make a bodysuit out of Signal Relief for you. It, it, yeah, <laughs> Brian, I appreciate your time, man. We'll look forward to doing this again, okay, real soon. Thank you. All righty. All right, Brian Billick, old coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, yep, he wasn't real popular in Pittsburgh when he was back there. Speaking of another coach coming up that may be not real popular in Pittsburgh with everybody, Mike Tomlin News Conference, dead ahead here. Before we get to that, I want to tell you you can join Doug Whaley and 93.7 The Fan at Alafamilia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge as we host a great night of cigars, fun, and football talk. It's Monday, January 29th from 6 to 8. You can get dinner, a cigar, a drink with your specially priced ticket, just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. Only 25 are available for this exclusive event. Call the restaurant and join Doug and 93.7 The Fan at A La Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge, 412-488. 1440. Also want to tell you about uh, how vacations are a great way to start at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase. 
presented by AAA Travel. That's January 19th through the 21st at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Exclusive discounts, convenient, one-stop shopping. Tickets at PittsburghTravelShowcase.com, where your adventure is waiting for you. And one more, the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19 in Peters Township. They are celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. All right, when we come back, we'll get you set for the Mike Tomlin press conference. It should be a good one. It should be a doozy. It should be newsy. Coming up next here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 